Welcome, friends. This is the Art of Aliveness podcast, and I'm your host, Chrissy Marie. It's a space where we explore how to nurture life force energy through the path of creativity, curiosity, compassion, courage, and connection. Let's dance. Welcome, welcome, my friends. I have the beautiful Mallory Kirsten. Mallory is known as the joy goddess, which I love. She's dedicated to inspiring others to live in their joy and to rediscover the magic in their lives. It is rediscovery because the magic of your life has always been there, whether you realize it or not. She's an Akashic Records reader and teacher writer, clairvoyant, and channel. She's committed to helping women access, align with, and live in their joy and purpose. And all of her offerings are designed to help you rediscover, remember, and realize your true purpose. That is so beautiful. And already I'm I'm swarming with questions just about some of the words that you've chosen to use in your bio, which excite me. But first of all, thank you for being here. Welcome to The Art of Aliveness. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, it is a joy. What I am, I actually, I'd love for you to kind of just start chatting and sharing with the audience a little bit more about your your journey into rediscovery. So I love that word, rediscovery and remembrance. I really resonate with those two words because they allude to that the the essence of of our purpose and our power is always there. It's not something that we have to pull from anywhere else, but it's something that we just, we get to remember and allow. So talk to me about how you came to embrace that for yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, that's exactly why I chose those words is because we already, we already know. And like we're born into this world, knowing exactly who we are. And then it's, you know, it's conditioned out of us. You know, we are looking for the job that's realistic or the job that's safe or whatever. And we totally, and we start as little kids really repressing our, um, our intuition and our spiritual gifts and all of the things that are, our essence that are us, that are our souls. And, you know, I can definitely speak from my own experience that that was for me as well. You know, I, um, I grew up in a very, I mean, I, I wouldn't say controlled, but a very sheltered, um, I had a very sheltered upbringing. Um, my parents are immigrants from the Azores, which are islands off the coast of the coast of Portugal. Mm -hmm. And so they had a very Catholic upbringing and they were also very, uh, they were, they just had very strict upbringings. And so they were also in some ways very sheltered and very conditioned to be, um, you know, to be a certain way. And they've, they've done a lot of work in challenging that. So I'm really grateful for, you know, I'm really grateful for my upbringing, but that, you know, that basis in the Catholic religion is still there, very much there. 
And I went through a period where I just was, you know, I completely just rejected everything. I wasn't believing in anything. I got really depressed. I was eating all the time. I gained 15 or 20 pounds in a year, um, which was, you know, that's pretty rapid. Um, I'm a very tiny, short person. So that was kind of a lot of weight to be packing on. Uh, you know, I just, I was just depressed. And so what I kind of naturally did, because that was my upbringing is like, I adhered to the Catholic religion and I was going to be the best Catholic in the entire world. And like, that's what I was going to do. Pray the rosary every day, like do all the things, right. Do all the Catholic things. And, and then I came out gay in 2008. So like, and there just wasn't a lot of those two things don't marry. Um, and they didn't marry back then. There's a lot more openness and stuff in the, in the church now, but that wasn't the reality, you know, back in 2008. Mm. So like, um, for me, what ended up happening is that, you know, I kind of turned away from that and was looking for alternatives. And that's how I discovered my mentor, Leah Seal. And she was putting out this Akashic Records mentorship. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but I have to do it. And I, and I had no idea. Like, I really had no idea what it is. I like signed up, I paid the money and I was like, okay, I have to be here. And the first time in my records, I, it was just such a beautiful experience. And I, you know, I feel like that word gets so overused, but there's just no other word for it. It was just pure beauty. I, um, I like broke down and cried because it literally was the first time that I felt a really strong divine connection. Mm. And I felt, I just, I was just washed over in love. Like I just, I felt the beauty and I felt the, I felt the love and I was like, okay, this is what it feels like. This is what, you know, this is what connection feels like. And, you know, so many people do get that from the church. And I grew up thinking that, you know, there was something totally wrong with me that I didn't, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, I just didn't have the right avenue yet. Yeah. And when I found the Akashic Records, it was like, this is it. This is a thing. And since then, that's been my biggest way of connecting is through accessing, you know, my guides through the records. Mm. been amazing ever since like mm. my life is so magical <laughs> ever <laughs> since I learned how I learned that skill incredible something that really stands out around what you just shared and thank you for sharing such powerful pieces of your story I think a lot of people can relate at some level to being raised under certain belief systems, whether they're religious, political, we all are raised under certain belief systems and some of them serve us, some of them don't. But also growing up and and discovering or st really stepping into your sexuality and owning that and doing it in, in a context or in, in communities that don't necessarily embrace and having the courage to lean into that. Um, and so courage keeps coming up for me in your story. I'm just really noticing all of the ways in which you've you leaned into potentially fearful or uncomfortable situations for the sake of this inner knowing that you are still connected to. And you said, 
I didn't know what the Akashic Records were, but I just knew that I had to do it. And this just knowing, I'm, I'm so curious about what that felt like in your body. And did you, ha- and we'll get into what the Akashics are in a moment for what people who don't know, but what did that feel like in your body when you just knew? And did you have to jump over any financial hurdles, any other stories in order to step into that space where you could mentor with Leah? Yeah. So, um, you know, it really just felt like when you're at the top of a roller coaster right before you drop, like, and you know that it's coming and you know that it's exactly where you're going and where you're supposed to go on the journey of the roller coaster, that flip flop that my stomach did, like that, that flip flop that your stomach does right before you drop. Mm. That's exactly what it felt like. And in that one moment, cause I didn't even, I didn't even know the word intuition at the time. I wouldn't have even known to call yeah. it my intuition. Yeah. Um, it was just like, it, it was that flip flop. It was like, okay, nope, this is where I'm going. And this is, and this is what I'm doing. Um, I can't really describe it any other way, but like, yeah. um, that's how I knew. Um, for me, I mean, I was teaching at the time I had a pretty decent, you know, um, consistent income that was coming in. So I wasn't really concerned about finances or anything like that. Um, you know, and my partner and I, we keep our, our finances pretty, pretty separate. So it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't really a big deal at all. That wasn't even, that wasn't even it. Um, you know, of course I still had the, like, am I crazy? You hardly know this woman. Like, what if the, what if the Akashic is like something really stupid and something that somebody made up? I mean, all, you know, all of that programming and all of that conditioning, you know, does come up, you know, um, and that, you know, I think I was just in a spot that for me, it was just like, I was willing to take a leap and I was willing to, um, do something I'd never done before because everything else that I had exhausted Mm. was not working. So it was just a certain element of like, something has to be done and I need to do something completely different. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Yes. Yes. One of my mentors says, you know, to, to get somewhere you've never been, you've got to do something you've never done and how beautiful for you that you've, you kept trying, even though you were finding that certain things weren't necessarily moving the needle in the way you wanted to, you, you kept leaning into new things. You stayed curious (laughs) and here you are doing and working in a way that feels aligned and fulfilling and serving people who, who need your medicine. So I just want to celebrate you for that. First and foremost, that's really, really beautiful. <laughs> snaps, snaps. Snaps for me. Snaps for me. Snaps for Mallory. And pauses. I will accept it all. <laughs> yes, receive. So for, for people who don't know what the Akashic is, and, and even myself, when you reached out to me, I'd never had an Akashic reading done. And Mallory was actually, she was gracious enough to, I invested in um, getting a reading. And it's because I wanted to, to experience it before I had her onto the podcast. So for people who've never had a reading or have never even heard about the Akashic Records, can you give a little 101 for somebody, maybe even the 101 that you got when you first became initiated to the Akashic. 
So the Akashic records are, you know, they're literally, they're the records of everything that your soul has ever said, done, thought, you know, over the course of all lifetimes. So that includes, um, so yes, it's past life stuff that can come up, but um, oftentimes what happens is people are coming to me asking for having specific questions about next steps, in which case what we're actually doing in a reading is having a conversation with the person's higher self and their, and or their future self, right? Um, so there's, you know, there's this being that's beyond that is you, but it's also beyond you because, but, and we're getting the information to get you closer to embodying that future human or that, <clears throat> or that higher version of yourself. Right. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, I literally was thinking about this this morning, but it's like all of the information is there down to how many times your physical body sneezed in a certain life. Like it's all there. It's everything. It's everything. It's everything that you've, that you've done. And it's also everything that you have never even conceived of. Mm-hmm. So what was the biggest shift for you in transitioning from the context of Catholicism to the, what would you say is like the, the biggest distinction between the two, the energy of both of those different ideologies for you? Yeah. So one of the things that um, I actually really, I feel like translated really well from Catholicism. And when I kind of made, you know, when I made this shift was the individualization of the relationship with higher, with higher being. Um, It's like, I feel like with some of the other churches, because I, you know, I also church hopped. I went to a bunch of different things. I've experienced a bunch of different things, but there's more of a community piece in a lot of more of the Protestant churches or the non-denominational churches. There's a lot more like prayer circles and things like that. And it's a lot more of an individualized path with Catholicism that I've noticed. And so I loved that, you know, I always have had access to that individual exploration kind of independent of what anybody else was doing. Um, And so when I started having access to the Akashic records and learning how to read it for myself. It was like, I was finally, you know, when I was praying, you know, when I was praying to God and I was, you know, do, you know, doing the Catholic things, it always felt like it was this one way conversation mm. that I was just putting words out there. Um, and I was putting words and I was putting intentions and I was asking questions and never getting answers. And once I started reading the Akashic records for myself, I started getting answers and I started hearing truths and remembering my soul truth through the records. It's like, and, and again, that's why, like I use those words in the bio is that, is that it's a soul remembrance, that information that's coming to you. It feels good because it's what you always were in the first place. And in having those conversations with my guides and I'm in constant conversation with them, whether, you know, I've actually set the intention to open my records or not. It's like now that strength has, has become such that we're just, we're having conversations all day long. 
And I, you know, in that, it's like I get these bits of information and um, it's now more like bits of information and just these little downloads. But it's like in the beginning, it was like getting what, like it was like having an ocean of like waves coming at you and knocking your ass over into the beach. Like, um, I mean, it was in the very beginning that I started getting what my purpose was and it's like you know we're here talking about aliveness and it's like what more aliveness could you want than waking up every day and knowing your purpose and knowing what you have to do to achieve it and knowing what you have to do to um you know no waking up excited that you get to do whatever the work is that you're here to do in the world and know that you're having the impact that you're meant to have. Mm. <clears throat> yes, that was, um, I love that you mentioned that because that was the second place that I wanted to, to move into was your, how you define purpose. So let's start with how you, how do you define purpose? What's your, yeah, how do you kind of understand purpose? Eek. Okay. <laughs> so how I understand, well, I mean, how I understand purpose, it has more to do with the impact that you're meant to have on the planet. Mm -hmm. So the, the purpose that I write out every day is that, you know, is part of that piece in that, in the, um, in the bio that you read at the very beginning, you know, I'm here. Um, I'm a truth seeker meeting. I'm always seeking new information. I'm always, I'm always looking for the truth so that I can also speak the truth. And, um, I'm a bringer of massive change. I, you know, I'm a manifester in human design. Probably shouldn't have mentioned that because that's a whole other rabbit hole to go down under, but I'm here to have an impact, to have a mate, you know, to have a big impact on the world. And that, um, uh, you know, the other half of that is that I'm here to help people, um, step fully into their joy. And that's, you know, joy for me, it's not just the happiness, it's the good, bad, and the ugly on that journey to get there. Mm. And ultimately remembering their purpose and remembering their, their divinity, right? So that's, that's yeah. my purpose. That's the impact I'm here to have on the planet. And then, you know, there's the how we do it, which is our purpose work. So, mm. you know, people oftentimes come to me, they're feeling like their job is, um, unfulfilling and they're saying, well, I'm not clear on my purpose. Hmm. And it's, and you know, a lot of times there is more clarity that needs to come with the purpose, but most of the time what they're not feeling aligned with is the purpose work. The work is yeah. not having the impact that they know they're meant to have on the planet. Yeah. I love the distinction and it, we're actually quite aligned with how we define purpose. I was just curious to see if there was any distinctions between how I see purpose and how you, but what I'm hearing from you is that purpose is it's living in alignment with that, which you value. It's, it's clarity yes. on what you stand for and it's not so much what you're doing, but how you're being, what, what frequencies and value systems are you living your life by and emanating into the world? And then purpose work is, okay, well, what are the structures and the, the more of the specifics of how you do that? But first and foremost purpose is like, what do you stand for? And, and how can you be that stand at any given time under any given circumstance? 
those are very different words, but yes, like, (laughs) I mean, you know, but the vibe is, is the same. I mean, it's yes. Yes. All of those things. Beautiful. So, so with the Akashics and, and purpose, I love that for you, your journey was, you were connected deeper to purpose through the Akashics and through your, you said connections to guides. And so some some listeners may not know or have connection to guides or or know what that is. Is that something that you started connecting to as a concept through your work with Leah and and tapping into the Akashics? Like, how did you know what's a guide and what's your intuitive higher self? Like, how do you distinguish between the voices? Yeah. So that's so I do that and. And then I also don't do that. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I do a lot of work on, you know, intention setting and in mm-hmm. um, my own protective, my own energy protection that I do. And, you know, when I'm asking specifically for guidance and I'm sitting there and I'm actually in meditation, um, you know, asking for guidance, I make sure that I set myself up that I'm fully protected and that anything coming to me is for my highest and best good. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I'm doing less of like the protection work. I feel like we're protected when we're in our records. You know, I feel like just setting the intention of like, Hey, bad stuff, go away and don't come near me and leave me alone. And um, just opening up yourself for all of the good is enough. Um, and for the most part, I don't really, you know, I don't really have a distinction between, you know, guidance and intuition and whatever. I just trust that whatever information is coming to me is what is meant to come to me. Mm. Now that said, I've had things happen where I have, you know, my records open and, you know, there was one day, I want to say like four months ago, something like that, where I just smelled, we don't use um, hairspray or any sort of like sprays in the house. Like we both have, um, my partner and I both have allergies and it's just not something that we want to smell. But I got this really strong hairspray smell and it was exactly what my grandmother used to use. Some sort of suave, that really chemically hairspray And I knew that my grandmother was there Mm. and I got, you know, and I got some guidance from her. Like, I know that she's one of my guides, you know, um, many people do have guides that are, you know, like spirits on the other side. Um, And I've known that she's, you know, one of them. And she really wanted to get my attention because she used that smell versus like when she first died and wanted me to know that she was around, like I would smell like her, barbecue chicken that she used to make you know like that's a yummy comforting smell that's like a lot more nuanced versus she was really trying to get my attention with that like chemical smell you know so I I mean so sometimes there is a distinction oftentimes there's not yeah um and you know I would say the biggest difference between when you know that you're getting guidance like guidance from guides versus your intuition is like one of the books that I read about the Akashic Records talks about intuition as being in a very dark room and having like a flashlight 
to be able to see yeah. versus when you're getting the guidance from guides and from the Akashic, it's like having, it's like having the ceiling light on where you can see everything. It's just a lot more expansive. Yeah. Uh, when it's our intuition, it tends to be a little bit more tunnel vision and like streamlined and a little bit limited to our human experience. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. I like the visual. I'm a very visual person. I like the, uh, the idea of, of just kind of having the flashlight in the dark room. One of the things too, when I was reading a bit more about developing intuition, which I know is a big part of using and tapping into the Akashic, you mentioned intention setting is really important. So setting the intention to open the records and to drop in from a state of unconditional love and, and of the highest order. But also when you're first developing intuition, I'm sure as you were starting to develop and build trust in this as a, as a process for you, um, talking with using the language, like I'm, I'm intuitively feeling this or I'm intuitively feeling that at any time there's a nudge that you're receiving, acknowledging it as, as a piece of your intuitive power to affirm and to strengthen that gift. So I was curious, I'm curious about like when you first started, because it was something new, did you feel a little like wobbly around stepping into the Akashics or, and, and did you, did you, yeah, did you need to kind of coach yourself through that process of owning your gifts as a channel, as a, as a clairvoyant? Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I was doing it for myself, it was one thing. And then I started doing it for others. Yeah. And I was like, uh, you know, it's one thing to have like this really private pr process where you're getting a lot of value out of it and you're like, you're getting a lot of information and you're feeling really connected and it's this big, beautiful private thing. And then you start doing it for others. And it's like all of the doubts, everything that I was experiencing from the beginning, all of it comes back because it's like, um, you know, so I literally started asking, you know, and setting the intention before readings, uh, to say things like, okay, something really, really awesome and badass has to come through during this reading so that I know that I am doing this work, you know, yeah. from a pure channel sort of place, like something and, and something would always happen. Like, you know, random things like, um, you know, I wouldn't know that someone's grandmother had died and then they're like, hey, you know, this grandmotherly type figure is coming through. This is kind of what she looks like, you know. Um, I mean, just things would happen. There would just be all, like every reading, it's like things would happen, like things that I didn't know about the person beforehand would just start coming through. Mm. And um, it's like the more that that happens, the more that you trust and the more that your gifts grow mm. and the more that you expand. So um, it really was just in the practice and, 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 and setting the intention, you know, I mean, that's, you know, a big piece that I've learned from Leah is that piece of setting the intention and how important that is um, in doing any work and in, in doing any sort of spiritual growth work for sure. Mm. Yes. Yes. I feel like that's a whole other podcast on <laughs> intention <laughs> setting and why that's important. But I've, t I've started touching on, you know, what your intention 
is your, it's kind of the, the, the location that you put onto your GPS before you go on an adventure, you know, before you go anywhere, you set your intention, you set the direction that you'd like yeah. to go in. And then that determines your route that determines what shows up on your route. And I'm curious about if you could speak more into the connection between helping people connect to their joy and their aliveness, that sense of, of fulfillment through the Akashics. Like, do you have any stories, like any like really interesting stories, obviously keeping um, certain client stuff private, maybe shifting it around a bit, but between that connection, Akashics <coughs> and un- remembering the joy and the aliveness. Oh, stories, anecdotes. Um, gosh. You know, I think a lot of what happens and what can really happen in the records is that, I mean, healing happens from the second that you open it. Um, you know, through the, through the entire time that you're actually in the records. And it's a passive thing that just happens. You could just open them, sit there for 10 minutes and healing happens and, you know, not, not necessarily get information, not necessarily get answers, but it's just a healing process. Mm. And I think, you know, for, you know, without being, you know, super specific on things, um, you know, that is client stuff, like, um, I think just in that, it activates that remembrance in them. It activates mm. that, you know, that realization of, you know, who they are at the soul level. And that mm. is really the joy. Um, I literally did a post the other day on my uh, personal page mm. about how, you know, joy is crap. Like it's the muck, it's the gunk, it's the everything that you're trudging toward to get to a specific goal. Um, Cause there's joy in that journey, even as you're going through the really, really hard stuff. Right. And then it is also this other side that, um, that is the happiness. That's the play that, you know, when I first started my business and I came out as the joy goddess, that was primarily my messaging is reconnecting with your inner child and, Mm. and Disneyland and playgrounds and, you know, all of that stuff. And it's like, and that's one part of it, but it's only one part of it. It's also in that journey piece. So what can actually, you know, what can happen in the records is that, you know, there's, there's healing that happens. You know, I have clients that, you know, they, you know, just in the pure feeling of release because we've done, um, you know, we've done clearing of chakra lines between them and another, you know, and another person that they've been having trouble with, or finally, you know, cutting or clearing energetic cords between them and somebody else that was like causing massive guilt and shame and, you know, issues in their current life, you know, it's like when they find, when they experience that release, it's, it's so beautiful to watch. It's so beautiful to watch that release happen. And it's just, it's just ridiculously healing. Like it's just awesomely healing. 
Um, and it's, and it's in that, it's in that healing. It's like, it's, it's like that moment when the tears stop and they first start really, it's like, see, it, it, it's that first seeing them have that joy moment at the end of like, I've released this and I'm free. Yes. Yes. I know exactly the moments that you speak of. <laughs> it's like the clearing, right? Almost like the fog clears and there's space right. and see everything. Like the light goes like the light goes on, right? Right. It's not a flashlight anymore. So what I'm hearing is that just by opening the records, there's a remembrance and in that remembrance, in that felt sense of who you are at your essence you experience more joy, more aliveness. Absolutely. That's so beautiful. So everybody needs to get a reading from Mallory. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody needs to learn to read them for themselves so they can be, you know, I, I love doing my readings, but I, I also started teaching others people how to do it because it's like, Mm. I can read for you, Mm -hmm. but it is nothing compared to the magic that you can have one-on-one with somebody. I mean, one-on-one with you and like your guides, like that personal, um, that personal feeling and that personal connection that you can have with them. It's like, I can be the channel and I can help, but ultimately like, don't you want that for yourself? Like, don't you want that connection for yourself? Yeah. Yeah. That's so beautiful. That's the, the real sustainable healing there. And I think so many of us, and I've spoken about this in other podcasts, and I had another channel on one of my friends, Laura Fox, and she was speaking to most people, if not all people are, all people have the capacity to connect intuitively and are probably way more intuitive than they realize. They just, they don't know that they're already using it. They don't know the telltale signs or how to translate it or, or, how it speaks to them personally. And so I, I feel that, and, and I haven't actually tapped in. So my next question will be where to go to learn how to open up your own records. But I, I feel that it's probably a lot, I don't want to use the word easier, simpler perhaps than some people might think if you're not familiar with energy work or if it feels like this big new thing that you you're maybe there's a story like I couldn't do that I'm not tuned in yeah but you are you know staying open to the possibility of uh, this might be the avenue for you I love that you in the beginning spoke to the fact that you tried many different avenues and that this was the one for you and I think we all have our our personalized avenue of connecting to something bigger than us and yours is the Akashic and so just yeah just kind of encouraging that openness for all of the listeners anybody who's feeling that butterfly flip-flop in the stomach as Mallory's talking about the Akashics following that nudge and seeing where it seeing where it leads you yeah yeah so curious then about uh for those people who are looking into one getting a reading and then two how to read their own what would you suggest yeah so if you're like I mean if you're feeling the nudge and you're like yeah like you're and you're feeling that flip-flop of like, yes, I've got to do this, 100% do it. And if, you know, like, 
you're not in a place where it's like you can invest money right now or whatever the case may be, you know, you can literally look up Akashic Records prayer, like on, on Google, you can just Google it. And you can try saying that prayer for yourself and, um, and practice connecting that way and just do it on your own. Um, you know, I found that for me, like for my experience, it was wonderful to have a mentor there who was helping guide me through um, all of the things and basically having somebody there to reassure me that I'm not crazy and <laughs> that all of the things coming up that, you know, to help reassure me like through all of the doubts because it's, you know, it's some incredibly powerful stuff that, you know, can come through. Um, and it can be, if you're used to, you know, doing things a specific way and you're now trying something new, it could be quite jarring to all of a sudden you're having visions or all of a sudden you're hearing, you know, you're hearing voices or you're, um, or you're having, you know, weird body sensations that you're, that are clearly signals to you, but you don't know how to interpret them. You know, it can be, it can be quite jarring. So I found tremendous value in having a mentor there guiding me through and guiding me through the process. But, um, you know, not everybody's in that place and that's totally fine to be exploring on your own, um, and nurturing your soul in that way. Hmm. Are there any books that you'd recommend for starting off? Yeah. So learning to read the Akashic records by Linda Howe is an amazing one. I, you know, my approach is a lot more lax and less structured than what she presents in the book. Um, you, you can clearly see uh, the influence on Western, uh, Western religions has had on her writing and the way that she really categorizes everything and everything's really metered and um, stuff, but it's, it's a good start. And then what I, you know, what I would say is be open to things showing up quite differently than how they, you know, than how they're structured in the book. Um, but it's a good basis. It's a good basis for anybody wanting to um, kind of set foot in that realm. Amazing. And do you have any offerings that you'd like to speak to here? Any courses or just one-to-one -one work that you'd like to share about? Yeah. Um, so I have the one-to-one one-to-one uh, -one readings. If you're feeling the call that you just need to get kind of reoriented and settled in and just get a little bit of guidance to, um, you know, to help propel you on whatever the next, um, whatever the next phase is. I do one-to-one -one readings. Um, but, uh, I'm also an emotional clearing practitioner, just like, just like you. And, um, you know, so sometimes that work embeds itself in with the records themselves as well. Uh, so you can usually expect some sort of combination of channeled information from the Akashic as well as emotional clearing work to release, yeah. um, whatever needs releasing. Um, and, um, and I also have my class, the soul's journey. There's, um, several different tiers. So if you're just feeling like you just want, um, you know, you just want the content, which is, it's a combination of teaching you actually how to read the records and then also different 
ways of, you know, there's content in there about manifesting in the records and using the manifestation power of the records to create in your life. Um, there's content in there about enhancing spiritual gifts. There's content in there about um, healing work in the records. So there's, there's all kinds of uh, awesome stuff and there's more stuff to come mm. as well. But, you know, you can get access to the modules. That's one level. Then you can get access to me in one-on-ones. That's a different level. Um, but I try to make things as accessible for everybody depending on what they need. So um, that course is called The Soul's Journey. Because that is what the Akashic Records are. They are a soul's journey. Um, and... Yeah, I, you know, I would love it if people wanted to come join and learn and ask questions and breathe a little bit more aliveness into their lives. (laughs) Which leads me to my next question, which is, what are you doing when you feel the most alive? Ooh, ooh, that is a... Oh, that's a wonderful question. There's so many things. I feel the most alive in moments like this where I'm having wonderful, beautiful spiritual conversations one-on-one with people. Um, you know, I feel alive being one-on-one with my clients. I feel alive when I'm creating, when I'm creating content and I'm coming up with new ideas for, you know, different offers that I want to launch. Um, and I mean, really the, the one-on-one work really makes me feel alive because you can see right away mm. the impact and, yeah, you know, yeah. your purpose work literally coming alive right before yeah. your, your eyes, right? Yeah, I totally resonate. I also I feel so alive when I, when I have these conversations and with clients. I love, love, love it. Oh, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you want to speak to in relationship to aliveness and the <laughs> oh, there goes my throat <laughs> in relationship to aliveness in the work that you do. You know, just that trusting, trusting that inner guide, trusting that, trusting that flip-flop in your stomach, trusting whatever signal in your body is telling you to take action in a specific way is like, one of the, you know, if you are looking for aliveness and you're looking to feel alive in your life, it's like taking those nudges and trusting that intuition and trusting that instinct. That's like, in my experience, has been a surefire way of getting there, you know, so trust those nudges, like go do the thing, go do whatever it is that you are being signaled to do and what you're being pinged to do. And don't be afraid because you're getting it for a reason. Yeah. I love that. It's like the follow your curiosity. And even if like on first flush, it's not exactly what you expect. Like you suggested, like you just said, it's happening for you, not to you. Like there's a purpose to all of it. And it's right. sometimes the next step to something is a different color or texture or <laughs> feeling than we expected, but it's just as important as the ones that feel really exciting and pleasurable and yeah, it's such a beautiful dance. So thank you for speaking to that. Yeah, yeah. Ah, beautiful. I'm going to put your 
social media accounts and links to all of your things in the show notes so people can connect with you. Awesome. Would love that. Yes. Love meeting new people. Yay! (laughs) Connect, connect, connect. And as most of you, if not all of you know where to find me, but if anybody's new to the podcast, you can find me at on Instagram at Come Alive with Chrissy Marie. And you can also join us in the free Facebook group, the Art of Aliveness Podcast Insiders, where you can provide feedback and, and get first dibs on things as well as discounts on some of my offerings. And I'm also at www.yourchildhoodrising.com. So thank you again, my love. It's been such a pleasure having you on. Thank you for gracing me with your wisdom and your powerful, powerful story. Transition. Oh my gosh. I just, I loved every second being here. Until next time, play on. Oh